Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Today's podcast is brought to you by G3 Conference 2018. Right now, if you go and register for the conference and use the code BAR, you get $40 off of your registration. You don't want to miss this conference located in Atlanta, Georgia, from January the 17th through the 20th with great speakers such as Stephen Lawson, Vody Bakum, and many more. Go now and register. Don't forget, use the code BAR for $40 off. Enjoy the bar. Yo, welcome to the bar. Come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast. The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets, the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet. This where we tell us worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. This is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it. And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations. Yeah, welcome to the modern the reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building right back in here another tuesday and this is i know you guys be loving these local pastor spotlights we're back at it again yep i waited to the end of august to do it so i wanted to make sure that you guys were ready and waiting for the next episode and today i have a very very special guest on a guy that i actually connected with on facebook and and uh he's in he's in raleigh and i'm gonna let her introduce all that but we have uh my i'm gonna call him my my future pastor <laughs> pastor <laughs> willie how are you sir man i'm doing great man this is a, it's a, it's a great blessing and honor to be on on the podcast yes sir yes sir mr willie we we really you know uh god has really shown us a lot of grace on this and 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 some great things have been happening and you know no matter how big of guests i get I, they, everybody when i drop a local pastor spotlight Everybody just, they love it. They love it. So uh, you're going to join that that league of local pastor spotlight tonight. So here we go. Um, <laughs> I guess what, what I always do is uh, allow you to uh, introduce yourself, any background, whether it's personal or, you know, professional, I, I, you know, whatever you want to disclose, uh, just kind of a background of how you got to where you are now. Okay. All right. Well, I have uh was uh, raised actually in Michigan, 
And so I grew up, uh, you know, up north. Uh, parents were both Southerners, but found their way up north. And so grew up there, uh, grew up in a missionary Baptist church. So both my parents were, were Christians, but, uh, you know, in a missionary Baptist church, you know, actually involved in church. You know, I actually had no choice in that. So it was right, with the right. church. Oh, it's not like these kids these days. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Wayne was very active. Uh, God saved me when I was nine, uh, got baptized and, you know, involved in, in, in church ministry. Uh, but then I was always uh, desiring to to do computers and, and I always wanted, was always fascinated with computers. That that was my thing. Uh, wanted to work for IBM. That was, that was even back then. Uh, that was my kind of my mm-hmm. goal. So went to Michigan state university. So I'm a Spartan, Spartan living down right. here in the AC country. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of hard for Michigan, <laughs> down here in the ACC country, but we still make it. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, so That's I got, good. you know, I got a computer science degree. Um, and everything, and so, uh, and, and God used that actually used that mm-hmm. that desire. IBM uh, came recruiting uh, uh, up on a campus, and so I ended up getting a an intern, summer intern with them, and and so that that kind of led to me getting a job offer uh, upon graduation, and so God used mm-hmm. that to move me down to North Carolina to work in a research triangle park, and and that's where I found the church that I'm now pastoring, Mount Zion uh, Church uh, in Cary, and I met my wife here, and we got married, and now we have three kids. So got a 15-year-old son and uh, two girls, uh, 14 and 10, and so that, that mm. keeps us busy. And so, uh, But now I've been pastoring for, been the lead pastor, been an elder over at the church for uh, probably about, I remember I say about 24 years, probably elder, mm-hmm. maybe 17 years, and been the lead pastor for the past 15 years. And so, um, the church is a historic. If I'm not mistaken, it is I think the oldest African American church in Cary. So we celebrated. Mm-hmm. We're probably about 152 years old, um, and so there's a lot of rich history. And I'm only the eighth pastor. Uh, of the church, so we wow. had a lot of faithful longevity uh, pastors that stayed for long terms. So, so uh, that's been a blessing. So, yeah, that's 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 kind of me in a nutshell. You know, brought me through. So, I, and I am bivocational, so I'm still working at IBM. Um, so, I that's kind right. of two full time jobs. I always say that uh, pastoring as well, <laughs> right. as, uh, as well as well as uh, uh, working. You know, during the day uh, as a software engineer. So yeah, so I'm doing that. It definitely keeps me busy. Of course, having uh, kids always keep you busy. And, uh, you know, and now two teenagers. And so uh, my daughter's getting ready to head into <laughs> high school. My son's already in high school. So uh, it, it definitely, definitely keeps my world real busy. But, you know, God's been gracious. He's been good. So I uh, can't complain in that. And so just thankful for being able to, you know, serve his people uh, in this capacity. Right. Right, right. That's good. Well, that that makes me uh, appreciate our time together even more because uh, you got a lot on your plate, sir. <laughs> uh, no, you know, I, I have I have babies right now, and you know they don't want to do nothing but sit in your lap. See, I know teenagers. Right. You know, they they there's something going on all the time. So yeah, oh, bless yeah, you for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my wife says so, she's, uh, a, she's an Uber ahead, driver, but she does. Yeah, I was saying my wife says she's an Uber driver, but she doesn't get paid. So, you know, oh. uh, <laughs> driving, <laughs> driving the kids around everywhere. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I can. I see that in my future. I do. Yep. <laughs> yes, sir. So let's talk about the ministry wise. Um, 
um, you know, I, I grew up Missionary Baptist as well um, uh, in Turkey, North Carolina. And, um, you know, I know that that side of it. Let's talk about, I guess, when you arrive to the church as a, a member and let's talk about the progression into, you know, being an elder and also to being a senior pastor, you know, how how things flowed. Uh, I'll say theologically, because I think I, I read your website. I was all over your website, just just being transparent. <laughs> I was just, I, I was, I was all over it digging. Because uh, those that don't know, you know, uh, I plan to relocate to North Carolina, and uh, and so you know, this is this is an interview for the bar, but it's also an interview for you know what might be my home. Who knows? I'm, I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so let so let's talk about let's talk about that transition. Um, you know, as far as as a member, what what you was I guess learning, being taught as an elder and then as a pastor. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, when I came came to the church, um, you know, very very welcoming, inviting, great people, um, and even even you know some of the the members are still st- you know still there um, from when I first you know first arrived, and so um, I got involved pretty quickly. Had been serving as a junior deacon uh, growing up in my uh, home ch- home church, and so uh, coming down and and wanted to get involved, talk with the the, the pastor uh, at the time, and uh, definitely uh, was was encouraging. Get involved, so started training to be a deacon, and and got training there for you know to be ordained as a deacon, and then from there, mm-hmm. I think they just kind of recognized uh, some of the, my stronger gifts were in in, in teaching. And so, and I, you know, I have a passion for doing that. So I love to, to get up and teach. And so I think they, they saw that was involved in a lot of different ministries, teaching Sunday school, VBS, and sometimes uh, the mm-hmm. kids doing VBS and different things. And so eventually, um, uh, the, the the pastor at the time had uh, went ahead and had me start training as one of the elders. And it was interesting that they had just kind of moved over. So there was a lot of things being kind of transitioned doing. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the the pastor's late piece he's passed away now the late pastor Lewis who was there that he started to implement some changes and so eldership was something kind of new and I had never seen that before uh, in a kind mm-hmm. of a black church missionary Baptist church so that that right. was that was kind of kind of new and so I started training for that and was an elder over Christian education and so he had always been saying you know even prior for, before he got sick. That he was like, yeah, Will, I think you're gonna, you know, you'll be gonna be the next guy, and I'm like, mm, yeah, maybe way down the road. <laughs> <laughs> I was, right, it was not right, something right. I was looking forward to, right? Um, but right. you know, just in God's providence, um, you know, working with the other elders at the time. So upon his passing, we had already kind of talked about some transition. I had prayed about it, really felt the Lord's confirmation. And so, yeah, I kind of transitioned from one of the elders to kind of the lead, uh, the lead elder, if you, so you would say lead pastor uh, of the church. And so, um, you know, that was a nice, you know, it was a, it was a almost a seamless transition. Um, former well-established church, not coming in brand new. So the members knew me, right. um, had preached before on different occasions. And, and, and so people, mm-hmm. people were very familiar with that. And so, but I think over the years, um, more transition into more reformed uh, doctrine, I would say, probably started in maybe about 2010. Um, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, got exposed to going to different conferences, uh, especially some Acts 29 guys were were in Raleigh and, and doing a free conference, and I thought, hey, it's free, it's local, I don't have to travel. Right. 
Um, and then got exposed to uh, guys like David Platt was there, mm-hmm. um, and you know some of his books, and then started hearing names like John Piper, you know um, R.C. Sproul, these guys, and so mm-hmm. I, I think the Lord used that to get me to you know start reading some of these guys, listening more, and then it was like wow, you know uh, that's the stuff that's kind of like the pieces that had always seen in yes. the Bible. Um, and growing mm-hmm. up missionary Baptist, you know, it was from a perspective of really now, I didn't know at the time, but I think they were really teaching kind of Arminianism, you know, in different places, mm-hmm. especially for salvation. And I always had a lot of questions, but I could never get satisfactory answers. Like, well, how does this work? Right. Says, God chose you. We didn't choose him. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm asking those questions, not getting really good answers. And so it wasn't until this exposure and then looking at the Bible with kind of almost fresh eyes and reading that stuff started really clicking, and I was like, wow. Right. Uh, and so from that, I just, just fell in love with the Doctrines of Grace and um, started reading, studying, listening to these guys, reading the Bible almost afresh, uh, really digging into it. And so that's really how, you know, we have for a while now, I've been just kind of preaching, teaching that, and even the guys, uh, uh, the ministers and stuff that are at our church, um, kind of pouring into them these things as well. And we're not always using those, maybe those theological terms, you know, the five points right, and all right, that, right. but it, it really, you know, it's really, that's kind of the foundation of things that we're, we're all teaching and preaching. So that's kind of how the, my kind of transition and reform okay. theology began. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's nice, man. Um, you know, just the whole being there, growing there, because, you know, a lot of times, especially now, you know, it's real ch- trendy to plant churches, but, you know, uh, yeah. just want to remind remind a lot of guys that you know serving at at where you are and and growing with that fellowship. You never know what God has planned for you. So that's that's encouraging, really is. Um, so with the with the transition, I guess, um, doctrinally or theologically, uh, did you? I mean, I know you, you're still working through it, but have you received any kind of like pushback on that or? You know, like somebody pull you aside and say, hey, hey, boy, this ain't this ain't how we, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, uh, we had we've had some over the years, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, there were certain certain hot buttons that definitely right. you could tell that some people had strong and, and we were kind of slow about it. Some things that we just right. started preaching right. from the pulpit, some Bible studies I would take definitely times when we went over election. Um, that was definitely mm-hmm. a Bible study too, so people could ask questions, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, get engagement, feedback, and so just preaching through that. But then there was other issues that, you know, I, I just remember uh, as we addressed kind of, you know, where women sit in leadership um, in terms of eldership and pastorship that, you know, that we had definitely some fallout from that. Um, also, just some of the gifting, you know, um, Right. Tongues and apostleship. And so when I preached through the book of Acts, mm-hmm. there was definitely a lot of, oh, I've never heard this. Or, you know, some people would come in for a hot minute and they'd be like, oh, this is great. We like the choir. The choir is bumping. You know, I like the preaching. You know, they hear one sermon and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is wonderful. And they, they kind of stay there and they stay there long enough. Uh, they they yeah. really get a sense yeah, yeah, for yeah. Oh, okay. This, this is not where I'm going to sit in. So they kind of, you know, disappear. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> and I always tell my congregation, hey, man, sometimes I'm going to preach some sermons that are, you know, those are the clear the seats out of, you know, <laughs> like Jesus, clear yeah, some yeah, seats yeah, yeah. in rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that's one thing I I did notice, man. You guys choir is, is definitely uh it's a, it's it's banging, man. Uh they they be they be getting it in. Yes, sir. That's that's awesome though. Uh because, you know, I actually have a buddy that's just uh I guess got I don't know how you say selected to be a pastor and um and he's actually uh uh one of one of my real close friends and we talked about you know the teaching and how you know how he was going to you know lead them in the right direction as far as doctrine go and and it's great that you took time doing bible study to you know break that down give them time to to, to ask questions that's that's really good um because yeah. definitely missionary baptist definitely north carolina cuz i know that whole uh women stuff yeah that's mm-hmm. so touchy yep yep <laughs> <laughs> I, i'll pray for you extra hard tonight because that's so touchy that's so oh touchy. yeah oh yeah oh yeah, yeah, sir. yeah and, I've, and i've had a lot of you know a lot of guys uh, just talking with you know uh just just trying to how they deal with change and i always I, you know my mm-hmm. advice is is just encourage them you know take it slow uh don't mm-hmm. be always in a in a rush necessarily uh, but just keep preaching, um, and sometimes not even just taking from the Bible. I think sometimes guys will start with the, the theological framework first and just say, hey, I'm going to get ready to teach you guys Calvinism. Here are the five right, points, right. and you get pushback, and I'm like, well, let's just bring up the Bible. Here's what we mm-hmm. see in the Scriptures regarding mm-hmm. election, you know, without right. all the kind of confusion of the terms. And once people kind of see it in the Scriptures, then you're easy to say, yeah. well, you know, there's a theological framework that people used to describe this right but i think if you start with the bible start with the scriptures and mm-hmm. how it flows you know re- people tend to much more are more receptive as as you begin to teach and train them in those things versus right. trying to you know push a push a you know biblical uh, uh a framework on them before they're you know because re- they're more resistant they just start hearing that that term yeah. and they're like oh no i don't want to hear that you know Right, right. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. That's that's definitely words of wisdom. Um, I can see that because I, I know me, I'm a prove it kind of guy anyway. So I'd be like, man, now nah, you got to show me that in the Bible. So that's definitely right. words of wisdom. That's definitely words of wisdom. So um, one thing that I, I noticed um, and, and and I wanted you to kind of talk about um, in that area, the, the I guess the RDU, the Raleigh-Durham, Metroplex, whatever they want to call it, um, as far as uh, just the whole African American piece, are you seeing any uh, increase in, I guess, the interest in sound doctrine? I mean, and if not, I mean, you, you don't have to, you know, be straight up either way. But because I just, I just think about home, and I'm like, yeah, it's you know, sound teaching is needed. But are you seeing any kind of, I guess, increase in that? And then also a piggyback question is, uh, uh, what what do you see maybe influencing? Uh, uh, a lot of African Americans in that area. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm starting to see more and more, and I am very thankful uh, for that, mm-hmm. that. Some of the guys I'm, I'm, you know, encountering are are definitely, you know, even if they're not necessarily, you know, re- fully reformed, that they're still more concentrated on, on maybe the gospel and and, and trying mm-hmm. to disciple mm-hmm. the people. So. I'm pleasantly, you know, just pleased to see a little bit more interest in that. And so I'm hoping that right. that really does continue, right? More and more, um, you know, just kind of even the Reformation in the black church that we can see more of that. And I, and I think there's a lot of um, a lot of interest as well in some of the local uh, seminaries uh, that are around, uh, too, uh, wanting to engage more 
with uh, mm-hmm. either African Americans or even Hispanics and and uh, right. even some other. We have large Indian population that's coming into our area as well. So mm-hmm. I think it because they want to engage and want to train. Uh, there's opportunities there for them to pour out and have a uh, good dialogue about that. And, I mean, not too long ago, there was a in Wake Forest where um, Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary is, is that um, they did a uh, nice state of the black church conference. And, you know, you had people like okay. H.B. Charles there and, and other and mm-hmm. others. And so it was great to, to kind of get that engagement because then you start to see more of those that are in the area um, that are also kind of mm-hmm. fighting this good fight to see more, uh, you know, theological training, um, you know, just mm-hmm. better preaching, um, more, more Bible right. focus, uh, as well. And so that, that's, that's very good, but you know, there's still a lot of work to be done. I want to say that, you know, we're in the Bible belt. And so with that, mm-hmm. and I think, and that's across the board. So whether black, white, uh, yes. it, it, you see a lot of just kind of religious, um, just people being very religious. And so that's a lot of uh, self-righteousness too, that we have to deal with. So I'm constantly trying to remind people uh, that they're, you know, they're sinners, their righteousness uh, does not measure up to God. And so this is why we need the gospel. This is why we need, uh, you know, God, we need to depend on him, not our our works, you know? And so there's a lot of, you can see a lot of that too working out Mm -hmm. uh, in people's lives that kind of works righteousness. And so we got to combat that Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that man, that's 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 home. That's my, you know, I made the joke uh, when I when I moved down here. I made the joke because uh, we was talking about evangelism. I was like, man, everybody in North Carolina say like you, you, you know, like everybody think they say you know, right, right, <laughs> like. Like, like, how do you, you stand on the corner? You're like, you know, Jesus. Oh yeah. I know Jesus. That's my Lord and Savior. And then, you know, turn around and do whatever. But yeah, that's, that's the strange dynamic about the area, man. Uh, for those that are listening that are on the West coast and actually saw that we had some people in, uh, in, in the UK checking out the bar. So that's what we're dealing with over here, man. And, uh, and in the ball at and the Bible Belt, you know everybody says so. We we gotta work on. We gotta come in a different angle. You just can't ask them yep. if they know Jesus. So that is that is totally dope. Um, right here, we're gonna take a quick break for one of our partners. Reginald, quick! What's your favorite podcast? The Reformed Podcast. Uh, what's your second favorite? Calvinist Batman and Friends. Chris, I don't think he understands the point of advertising. Well, another good podcast is The Rugged Marriage. It's our podcast where we talk practically and biblically about what it means when two sinful people say, I do. Check out the new episodes every Monday and learn with us as we discuss marriage, life, death, sin, and everything in between. Reform your theology, reform your marriage. And stay rugged, my friends. And we're back. It's your boy Dwayne right here with another local pastor spotlight, and I'm with uh, my my brother, and and I'm gonna say it again, maybe my future pastor, <laughs> uh, Mr. Willie. How are you? you? You still you still good with me, sir? You good? <laughs> still good, man. Still good. Good, good, good. What I like to do on this this half uh, uh, of the show, man, is 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 my my signature bar questions. Um, and I, and you know, I, I'll be honest, like there's still like a whole bunch of stuff running through my mind that we probably have to talk <laughs> about later because I, I try to be disciplined to keep my show around 30 minutes or so. 
So yep. I, we, we definitely gonna have to talk some more because <laughs> yep. my, my mind is just going and going. I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta bring it in. But so nevertheless, we're going to go to the bar signature questions. And since you are a listener, you probably already got your list typed out or something. You probably prepared, but um, <laughs> my first bar signature question is what kind of music do you listen to when you uh riding on i-40 or wherever you're going yeah, uh, yeah. What, what's playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm a i actually pretty much all genre uh except country mm-hmm. uh i just i just can't give with the country uh <laughs> i mean i can go from classical <laughs> to hip-hop to right. rap uh, uh-huh. but just just can't mm-hmm. get in the country so <laughs> but yeah oh, I, I, yeah i'm, I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, I've got some brothers love country music. I've, I, you know, y'all gonna have to keep the twang. I just can't. Yeah, just can't, can't get with it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that too. Um, you know, one of my a lot. Of, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you know that know me around the area. That one of my guilty pleasures is uh, growing up in the eighties is eighties uh, rock. So I, <laughs> you know, uh, hair metal bands. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that's one of my uh, guilty pleasures. Yeah, but then also love. You know. A lot of the, the the Christian guys are doing um, hip hop and stuff like Shylin and mm-hmm. uh, Trip Lee and Andy Minio and Lecrae and those guys and so yeah so look you know love listening to them uh, as well. Gotcha. Good deal. Good deal. All right. As far as uh, podcasts and sermons, what are you listening to? Well, obviously the bar. I mean, you know, of that's, course, that's definitely yeah, that's <laughs> definitely on the list though. Yeah. But yeah, no, actually the bar is on my subscription uh, for podcasts. Uh, uh, Doctrine and Devotion, uh, those guys. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Um, Joe Thorne, uh, Jimmy Fowler, uh, you know, Loveless. Sure, I just love discovered them. them. I think, yeah, yeah, love them, love them. Uh, um, so all the banter. <laughs> so, yes, sir. But, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, also, I listened uh, over the years um, a podcast called Fighting for the Faith. Um, I think it's Chris Roseboro. His uh, mm-hmm. his uh, he has one that I think is really good for uh, discernment. Uh, he does a lot of uh, he's kind of a, a discernment guy, kind of review mm-hmm. sermons and and uh, and so yeah, listening to him has been beneficial. I mean, he's Lutheran, um, and so you know some things I may not agree with him, but there right, you know right. a lot of times he he kind of critiques uh, in a good way some of the craziness that's out there. So it helps you to really think and analyze what, you know, what, what you're listening to. And so I've, that's been helpful for right. me too, as well as to help my people to be more discerning mm-hmm. um, in terms of the other stuff that they're listening to. And so, um, and then another podcast too, I uh, haven't been able to catch up with this lately is a guy called uh, Calvinist Batman and friends. And so he's yeah, man. Form, uh podcast as well. So yeah, so those guys are on my list and sermon wise, um, probably, Kind of the big names, I guess I mentioned, you know, uh, Piper, Love Lips, listening to him over the years, R.C. Sproul, uh, John MacArthur mm-hmm. is always a good favorite, you know, uh, and even some of the guys, mm-hmm. uh, younger guys like Matt Chandler, uh, David Platt, mm-hmm. some of those guys have been very influential uh, over the years. Right, right. That's awesome. Good, great list, great list. That, uh, I think you said Fighting for the Faith, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's actually faith. where I. Yeah, that's actually where I heard Costi Hens' uh, um, um, testimony, and what made me reach out to him was on that on that show. Somebody sent me uh, a link to that podcast, and that's where I heard he interviewed Costi Hens, Benny Hens' nephew. And yeah, after yeah. hearing it, I, I was like, 
I, I got to have him on my show. So shout out to Costa, <laughs> man. He actually is going to he's going to come back uh, in a couple months. He's working on a book. So big shout out to him. So, man, good stuff, sir. Uh, another another great episode. Um, all right. Here I am going to give you space to uh, uh, address the people. Um, just realize if you got any announcement, this show won't air until August. Um, and uh, whatever words of encouragement to lay people, to local pastors, to whoever, uh, you get the floor right here to say whatever you want. Okay. Well, uh, definitely all, one of the things that's always key on my heart is um, just discipleship. Um, just encourage, uh, you know, your listeners and, and those that, are, that are, are Christians, you know, and not just a name only, but uh, true, true Christians to, you know, take your walk with the Lord seriously. Uh you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, walk with him, study your Bible, study your Bible, study your Bible, you know, pray, uh, ask the Lord to illuminate the scriptures, the truth of the scriptures to you, right? Know your Bible, you know, um, it, we, there's really no excuse for us not to, we got so many resources today uh, for biblical right. illiteracy going on today in, in the church. And so uh, I want to encourage people, study your Bibles, that way you can be more discerning. So, uh, you know, test, be like a Berean, test what your pastors are saying, what you're listening to. Know your Bible uh, and be a committed and active member of a local church. You know, it's getting trendy these days for people to uh, kind of walk their Christian life by themselves or, or you know, listen to podcasts. Podcasts are great, but there's no, mm-hmm. there's no, you know, substitute for a good local church, gospel-centered right. local church. So be committed, active, and be discipled by someone or be discipling another believer. Help someone else to grow, you know. Um, so, you know, that's my encouragement uh, is, is, is to really walk that out, uh, discipling, discipleship, um, and just encouragement to any pastors that, you know, keep preaching the word, keep preaching the gospel, and being in for the long haul, right? Uh, it takes time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, I, you know, I started, uh, and, I, you know, you, I almost got frustrated just because I thought things should change uh, very quickly, and I realized it is slow growth. It is, is planting the seed and letting God do the the growing and it takes a while and you start to see some of that fruit uh, over time so just be patient right keep preaching keep discipling just be faithful leave the results to god right we, we love to count stuff right especially as baptists you know we love to count baptisms <laughs> memberships and things of that nature right? i said that board wanted, that board yeah, on the side was for that's what that, that was board for on the side, right? <laughs> that, that, that offering, that you know and, yes, and i always I always tell them, I said, look, I think the number that we really, one year, uh, just to share real quick that, you know, one year mm-hmm. we had in life of our church, um, I had to do, uh, I think it was at least nine homegoing funeral services of members. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was a lot, but at the same time, I looked at each one and was just praising God that they went to the grave still clinging to Christ, still confessing, mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. believing. And so that's the measurement, I think. Not, not, you know, baptism's great. That's wonderful. But how right. many of you put in the ground that's still clinging to Jesus? Because uh, people can mm-hmm. start off good and then they wander away, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I want, I want to have, I want to disciple people to be faithful until the end. And so uh, that's why I see kind of my role is to equip people for ministry as well as be faithful to endure suffering and to end well. And so, uh, so I, I, I pray that pastors have that same vision. So, yeah, if anyone is ever in the Raleigh Cary area, always welcome to stop by and visit Mount Zion Church, uh, suburbs of Raleigh. So we'd love to have you come visit us on a Sunday.
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good stuff. Good stuff. I really, really appreciate your time, sir. Uh, very, very grateful. Glad we're able to make this work. Now, now it's yeah, my turn yeah. to kind of put you out there like that because I asked this guy uh, a couple months ago. He was he didn't want to respond. <laughs> now he's ready. We we built up some some confidence. So nah, right. just kidding, but <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, haven't it. met it's you, but definitely. Yeah, man, haven't met you, but definitely, um, definitely, uh, I guess can sense, you know, what's going on in the house, and you know, I call myself a internet uh, spy, man. I can, I can put stuff together and and make sense out of stuff. So, uh, so everything looks good so far. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, I'll be able to see it in person. But I, nevertheless, no matter what the future holds, I can't wait to uh, meet you, sir, and and fellowship with you. And uh, like I said, again, thank you for your time. Make sure you guys check us out. Yes, sir. Make sure you guys check us out every Tuesday right here, your favorite podcast, The Bar, where we are biblical and reformed. Check us out at the website, www.thebarpodcast.com. And we'll be right back with you next time. God bless. We out. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there